Yeah, welcome to a new episode of Being Frank Now. I am Frank. I'm Amelia. And we're with Amelia. Can't understand her voice hardly nowadays. I don't know what's wrong with that. But uh, hey, we're, you know, today is Sunday. Hope all you guys are having a great Sunday today. Um, we're sitting here just relaxing, chilling, enjoying this beautiful day. Got Stallings on hold. And you know what today is Sunday with Stallings. So interesting day. Anything happened to you? Any rest of today, Amelia? Nope. Just hanging out and doing mom things. That's good. Shout out to all the mommies and mommets out there. Hope everybody's having a good Sunday. Yeah. Um. So much in the news. Um. I, I mean, I'm gonna elaborate later on about it, but so far, um, I'm just blessed. You know, I'm blessed about everything. Hope all you guys out there and women are having a great, great week. Fourth of July weekend's coming up. Any big plans, Amelia? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I don't know. I think Bella make that decision right there. Yeah. yeah, we'll see with the whole coronavirus. Yes, we have Bella near us today because she woke up from her little quick 20-minute nap. That was unexpected. But, hey, the life of Bella, expect unexpected. So, yeah, um, yeah, the, the COVID is back. Got us kind of in a pickle right now, deciding what we're going to do. But we'll figure it out, though. Is that correct? Yep, we sure will. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, are you looking forward to hearing from Stalin's today? Anything you want to ask him or what the topic might be about? Well, I think we're talking about with marriage and um, marriage and divorce. Is that correct? Last I checked, yeah. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. That's exactly what we're talking about. But no, um, let me go ahead and check over and see where Mr. Stallings is at right now. Mr. Stallings, you there? Yes, sir. How you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing good, man. I'm blessed. How y'all doing? Doing pretty good. Just having a little technical difficulties right now um, with the intro and all that good stuff, but Get that worked out, though. But, yeah, everything's going good over here on my end, though. How's everything going on your Sunday, brother? Hey, it's, it's all right, man. I need to get out here and cut my grass. I know that. It'll rain about <laughs> two or three days, two or three days, and now my grass is looking crazy right now. But other than that, I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, but we can use some of that rain out here, man. Trust me, man. We got all these damn fires and all that good stuff, man. What you got, Porsche lawnmower or riding lawnmower? <laughs> I got me, I got me, I got me both. Uh, the Ryan lawnmower not working right now, so I got the little push mode. So, all right, get the get the get the, uh, the heart rate up a little bit. There you go. Yeah, I hope you don't run over no snake patch and some damn snakes come out, man. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the worst day to do, man. Hey, you have a good Father's Day, brother. Man, it was it was a good one. It was a good one, man. Like like I said, we um, me and the kids, you know, we spend time with with pops and. You know, took pictures and did a little barbecuing, and you know, we just we just we stayed in Terre Haute for the rest of the week. You know, and I, I like to give the kids the opportunity to get a little taste of that, you know, small town environment where they can get to do the things that they can't do here in Indianapolis. Yes, so, sir. Yes, you know, sir. They, you know, get out to go ride their bikes and you know just play, just be kids. You know, man. Um, you know stuff that you know, unfortunately, it's not as easy to do. You know, in, in a larger city, so. 
that is correct. Yeah, that is correct. And that is the good thing about living in a small town that still have that old school feel of getting on your bicycle and riding around. And um, does ice cream truck still come around? Man, you know what? Like, I, I think the uh, I think I heard heard one uh, one day last week. It's not as it's not as as you know frequent as it used to be when we were kids. Like, where's this constant? Like, you'd hear oh, at least once a day. But yeah, you know, you you'll hear it every once in a while. You know, now I think like sometimes these ice cream trucks are like you know little minivans. You know, <laughs> are you serious? People got, little, people, got little, people got little side hustles, got little minivan. And, you know, are you so. serious? A million shaking their head right here, like yeah, not to be that way, but some of them look a little sketch. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, you, yeah. so you tell me I could pull up with the old school ninety Dodge Caravans with the Woody on the side, <laughs> smack a damn chalkboard aside like uh. Bomb pop, fifty cents. Yep. Yep. Big. Get your little Bluetooth speaker, it up on the roof. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me, man! Wait, <laughs> hey, but anything for that small business loan nowadays? I yeah, go ahead and go for true. it. You know, I mean, everybody trying to get their grind on during the COVID, and, uh, right. and as, yeah, so I don't blame. I can't believe that. Wow. <laughs> Oh man! But you know, to um, talk about um, Father's Day because it was a good Father's Day. Um, I mean, you know, I'm blessed, and I hope all you fathers out there are blessed. That's listening right now to Ben Frank. Now, that's Ben Frank. Now with what's Mr. Brian Stallings on Sunday with Stallings. If you guys have any questions after listening to this episode, feel free to hit us up on Ben Frank Now Facebook page or check us on our Instagram page. That's right, the IG or as the kids would call it, the Gram. Check it out. Artwork is not the best. I mean, it's just a little startup on there, you know, like a little third grade to put together, but that's how I do, though. But you can check us under Ben underscore Frank underscore now on Instagram or send us an email at beingfranknow911 at gmail.com. That's beingfranknow911 at gmail.com. Like I said, we're sitting here with Mr. Brian Stallings with Sunday with Stallings. If anybody missed the episode last week, it was a pretty good episode. Mr. Stallings talking about... um, what it's like, what it's meant to be a father. It's a Father Day tribute to all fathers. Hey, Brian, did your dad get to listen to the episode last week? Oh, he did. He did. Yeah, he he appreciated the, the advertising. You know, he, you know, yeah, he, he he enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? I think. And what was that? Your dad do again? Go ahead and plug it out there again, bud. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a uh, um just, just give a little background on on what dad's done okay. is that um you know dad is you know as I said last week my dad you know, he was. To me, he's a, he's a renaissance man. There like, you I mean, go. You, you know, whatever, whatever you can think of, he could probably do it. You know, so like oh, yeah. he dabbled in he dabbled in airbrushing. I mean, he dabbled in you know just art in general. You saw about the old um, school airbrushing in the nineties at the mall. You get the airbrush T-shirts and oh, all that. Yeah, yeah. No West, kidding. Well, West Coast, yeah, he did that stuff. Yeah, he, he airbrushed. You know, had a little airbrushing business, and you know, so like you know, he he did all that stuff and. You know, and on the side, like he, you know, he worked at a factory in town. Um, wow. He recently, he recently retired uh, okay. a couple of years ago. Congratulations! Um, so now he's he's devoted, you know, his retired life into pursuing his dream, which is running a photography business. And so that's what he's doing now. And he, you know, you can check him out at uh, www.blsphotos uh, with s on the end dot com. Um, you know, and he, I mean, like I said, he's, you know, he, he does it for the love. He's not doing it for the money. He's, he does deal. it for the love. He, you know, he's constantly like, you know, looking up, um, different, you know, uh, techniques and stuff. And like, you know, he, 
Um, he's, you know, when the kids come by, like he got tons of pictures he gets of the kids. He just takes up and puts up on Facebook and, you know, so you can find him on Facebook as well and, you know, see a lot of his work on there. And, you know, I think that, you know, if anybody, you know, needs any of that work done, there especially like these upcoming, upcoming seniors coming up. Mm, yeah, um, yes. You know, see, you know, senior pitchers. If you got a kid who, you know, who wants to, you know, get some action shots, you know, they're playing sports or whatever. Um, you can do that. He has, you know, he has a media pass to where he actually takes pictures at Indiana State football, basketball, um, and track meets. You know, so he's he, it's very professional and done very well. And you can have those type of qualities um, for your your own kid, you know, in their sporting events. So yeah, check him out. There you go, Wabash Valley. Check out BLS Photography. Good guy. You know, he's a passion. It's a passion, like you heard Brian say. It's, it's his passion. And just check him out. You know, I mean. That's all. What do you have to lose? You know, <laughs> just give the man a view. That's all. Just check him out. Yeah, Brian. So we we're talking about last week. You mentioned fathers. I mean, you hit on so many good topics, brother. So many. And my question is to piggyback off what you said last week. How does divorce rate play into the father not being at home? Like I know today we're going to talk about marriages and divorce. A fine line between love and hate, a blur line or a thin line. Hell, there, we know there's a line there, but it's very transparent. He can see the other side. What, how does that affect the father being at home? Because, you know, when divorce happens, who fault is always seemed like it is, according to the media, everybody. Oh, it's the father fault. The father did this. The father did that. It seemed like there's always a perception. It's the father's fault for the breakup in the home. You agree or not? Oh, absolutely. 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 Like, you know, for the listeners to, you know, to know my background, I was, um, you know, I was married, what, 2008, um, and divorced in 2000, what, 17, I believe. Um, so, you know, I've been married, you know, for a while and, you know, it was, you know, it was, you know, in my you know estimation, it was, it was a good, good marriage. Um, and unfortunately it ended. Um, and so now, like on the divorce side now, absolutely, like the assumption oftentimes is, is that like, oh, well, the man must have done something. Yes. He must have done something, yes. you know, in order for, cause, cause what woman would, you know, leave her family or what woman would want to, you know, break up her family. Right. Exactly. And so, you know, and so like a lot, and, and, and that's just, you know, unfortunately, like that's the stigma. Um, one of the st- many statements that we have in our country that, you know, that we have is that, you know, when it comes to a divorce, then the man must, he must have been abusive or he must have cheated or he must have, you know, taken money or he must have had a side family or, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, our imaginations kind of run wild with the possibilities. Yes. And so, you know, and so a lot of times like, you know, men will have to, um, have to defend themselves, you know, you know, and, and, have the the burden to prove that you know they you know, they are not the one, or they may not have been the one, or the only one, or the reason of why that family got broken up. Exactly. And why is it like? Why do we have that stigma as men? Why is that black cloud over us? Doesn't matter if you're black or white or brown or who, whatever race you are. Just as men in general, why do we have that stigma from the public's eye that is always a man fault? Why is that? I mean, I mean, I think that, you know, collectively men do have a history of, you know, issues that, you know, that could push a woman to, to, you know, 
wanting a divorce, you know, infidelity, um, you know, uh, uh, abuse. And so I think that we do have a history. Like I can't, I can't sit here and act like, you know, it's balanced. Cause I, 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 you know, could just assume just right. by, you know, interactions I've had with other people over time that that's a real thing. Um, but I guess my problem is, is that when you assume that every case uh-huh. is the man's, man's issue, it's no, it's no different. You know, it's no different than like, you know, cause I'm gonna bring a race back into it for a second. Yeah, it's yeah, no yeah. different than the, the assumption that when a crime is committed, black that person. we assume that it's a black person. Yeah. Or if it's like, if, if somebody said, you know, um, the white house got bombed, you had to guess what race a person <laughs> did it. Yeah, we're probably not going to think it's black. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You know, like so, so there, there's certain there's certain type of things that we associate with certain groups of people. Yes. And I think like when it comes to divorce, I think unfortunately men are placed in that position of thinking that oh well he must have did some. Wow. You know, I mean, and even I mean, I even experienced it even like when it, when you go to court. You know, like like you know. Even though you know uh, justice is supposed to be blind, uh, there's yeah. still there there's still there's still that bias there, you know. So if I come into court, you know, here's this you know six five three hundred plus pound black dude coming mm-hmm. in, here and you know Guilty. I'm already by association there's going to be kind of like some skepticism there. Yes, sir. You know, which is you know unfortunately unfair, but you know that's that's where we are right now. Oh yeah, and how do you feel? Like in today's generation, I know as you amongst other friends, divorce rates are higher. I have a lot of friends right now that are divorced. And I'm like, man, what, you know, compared to our parents, in which my parents are divorced, but compared to my parents' generation or our grandparents' generation, divorce rate is much lower. Where has the line, when did it start rising and what was the cause of that you feel? Man, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of variables and why, you know, why it's, you know, it's, it's increasing, steadily increasing, um, you know, <laughs> going back to our original conversation, you know, we collectively as humans, we're, we're messed up, you know, um, and on top of that, we, we, you know, tend to buy into lies. We, we buy into lies of what, what constitutes a good marriage. You know, how should I feel within my marriage? You know, um, the lie of, of like, okay, well, I'm going to marry this person because I love them. Okay. Well, what does love mean? There you go. Yep. Because I get, cause I guarantee you, we line up 10 people and ask them what love is. I guarantee we have 10 different answers. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And so wow. if we don't understand, so if we don't understand one, the premise of what marriage or love is that we can't have an understanding of what, what, uh, what a marriage is. You know, and I think a lot of times with a lot of people now, they're getting married for the wrong reasons. They're getting married because it's a feeling. Mm. It makes me feel a certain way. Mm. And so if we understand, like, you know, feelings feelings are fleeting. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could be happy right now and then be angry, you know, 30 minutes later. Yes, so it's a, you know, it's so, a so, moment. It's a moment thing. It's a present exactly, moment. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, so love. Love is not, love should not be led by feelings. Wow. Um, I, I believe, I believe that love is led by choice. I choose to love you. Mm-hmm. I choose, I choose to love you. Now, now, and it's also accompanied by feelings, but it's being led by the will. And so when you look at somebody, when you find somebody that who you want to be with, 
you're saying to yourself, like, I choose to be with this person. I want to be, whether it's good or bad, whether this person lose often in their legs and I have to carry them, you know, in a wheelchair and all, I'm still, that's a choice because feelings won't get you there. Feeling when, when things get hard within your relationship and your marriage, mm. which they will happen, you know, feelings are not going to get you through those situations. It's not going to get you through those storms. You need more than that. And so I think now, like, culturally, what we have is we have a lot of people who are going into marriage of like, what can this person do for me? How can they, how can they build up my happiness and continue my happiness? Because that's what, you know, I, I, you know, I got my college degree. I have my, I have this, I have that. And now my next step in life is to get married. And I get married to somebody because, oh, well, they cute or they got money or they got this or they got that. And then like, you know, after a while when reality hits, it's like, hold on, this, you know, I can't, you know, this dude's breath stink or this girl, she can't cook. <laughs> right. Or, right. you know what I'm saying? You got, you got all these issues that you now got to deal with. And it's like, hold on. Maybe I found the wrong one. Yep. I don't, cause I, cause I don't, I don't feel happy anymore. I don't mm. feel fulfilled anymore. And then that's why I feel people, you know, now divorce is an option, you know? And, you know, and that's, and I, I honestly think that that's, that's, that's one part of it. Then the second part of it, I think that just with our government, like, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but like Indiana is what was called a no fault state. And yes. what, that, what, that, what that means is, is that if someone gets married in Indiana, and a majority of the states, I believe, in, in the country are no fault states. Um, if someone was to get married um, and then it's like, you know, say a year or so after they just decide, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. Then they can file for divorce. Are you serious? They, you know, no, no question that. No questions asked. No questions asked. And so when you have, so when you have it, when it's that easy, you can literally go to the, go to the courthouse, file papers, and then you have to do like a 60 day waiting period just to make sure you don't change your mind. And then after that, the courts will assign you a court, court hearing. And then that's it, you wow. know? And so, and so, and what's crazy about it is like, it takes two people to get married. Yeah. It only takes one person to get divorced. Are you, you know, yep. so, so it's, so it's, a, it's a, it's a whole lot easier to get divorced. Um, nowadays than what it was, say, when our, you know, when our parents are coming up. So I think that's another reason to do it. Stallings, can I interrupt for a minute? Because I have a couple things. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Okay, so this is really good stuff, but I don't want to, I don't want to get off track, but I think there's a couple of things that I just want to interject here is that the question about like the differences between divorce now and when our kid or our parents and our grandparents were getting married I would agree with you. It is so much easier to get a divorce now. You can literally walk in and sign a piece of paper and say, I don't like them anymore. I'm done. And it's over. I I think that also goes into how we value relationships these days and how we value marriage. And that I think now we, I think like I look back when Frank and I met and like we had to truly get to know each other because we lived in different states before we ever dated or got married or anything like that. And I think right now it's so easy to talk to people, but not really talk to people and get to know people. Does that make sense? Right. So like you can sit and text somebody all day long and you can, you know, see him a couple times or whatever and be like, Oh, they're kind of fun and I'm going to marry them. But we don't really get to know each other and we don't really like get into it for like, get, we're not in it to win it. Like where, Life's just life. You don't have to like fight through things anymore. Like we, there's so many outs to things and we make things so much easier that it's just like, Oh, this is too hard. I'm done. 
Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm, yeah. And, and and once like a thing that like you know because you know because my divorce like it it literally broke me like it literally because I did I saw I did not see it coming, um you know and it it did something to me to where you know like I said you know like I said before I'm I'm a devout you know Bible believing Christian and so. it had me question God you know I, I was questioning my faith because because in my mind in my head I'm thinking like. You know what? I'm you know I'm do I'm trying to do the things the right way. Was I perfect? Absolutely not. But I'm trying to do the things the right way. I'm trying to raise my kids the right way. I'm trying to be respectful. I'm trying to to honor God um, through my life the best way possible. So then, like, why is this happening to me, God? Why are you allowing this to happen to me? You know. And so, like, you know, I struggled with that for a very long time. And like, when you look out here, like again, like you know, our world, our world is broken. We are a broken society. And so, like, you know, a broken world or broken people in a broken world are going to do broken things. And so when you make when you make the the process of divorce that accessible, then that option is always going to be on the table for somebody because it's going to be like, you know what? I don't want to do this. It's almost like, you know, if I if I want to go and work out and, you know, get into bodybuilding, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like. I can put in the work to do it, right. or I can easily just tap out and find a reason or excuse to get out of it. Right. And I think that's what happened. We have a lot of people who just tap out and say, you know what, I don't want to put in the work. I would much rather just hit the reset button and just start over somewhere else. See, and that, you know, and I always like to use football analogies, and I know that's big right now in college football. I'm, a, I'm not going to harp on this, but the transfer rule. You know, you commit to a school, then all of a sudden you have another a coach recruit another player for your position. Oh, I don't want to be here now. I'm tapping now. I want to go to another school. That's, oh yeah, yeah. That it's kind of sounds oh, yeah. yeah, sounds familiar with yeah. that. Yeah, that's a that's a perfect that's a perfect uh, analogy because yeah, you you have that. I mean, you even have it at the high school level. Like you know, wow. you have here here in the city. Like you know, you have a kid that will you know you know say middle school. They've been they've been in the one district for a long period of time. And then, like, if, you know, or even even in the AAU circuit, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you, you, can, you can have you can have a kid who plays with this team for a certain amount of time, and then, like, you know, he don't like you know what the coach is doing. Guess what he's going to do? He's going to bounce out. He's going to go somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? He don't like it there. He's going to bounce and go somewhere else. That carries on in the high school. That that mentality carries on in the high school. Then it carries on the college. Like you said, I don't if I don't like what they're doing yeah. here. I'm gone. See, that's a I'm life. Gone. That's life experience. Not only sports, but just life in general, man. I, right. I can't believe this. So I, yeah. I, I oh, yeah. whoops, sorry. Are you done, Stallings? I don't want to interrupt you. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no, you're fine. Go ahead. So I think I have two things that I want to talk about, and you can tell me no. That's fine. I think the one thing that I I seem to see a lot is people getting married for the wrong reasons. So I think a lot of times, like people get married because they had a child together and they feel like that's what's best for the child, or and then a couple day, a couple years later, they realize they can't stand each other and they're better parents apart. You know, and that happens, and that's okay. Or it's the flavor of the month or whatever the case may be. And I, and I think, I know we try to stay neutral on this um, show, but it's really hard for me with this topic because like Frank and I talk about it all the time that like our family is our family and the only other person that we're going to let into it is God. And I mean, we talk about, you know, like it's God and then us and then our kids. And so kind of like, I think we're like, as a society, we're getting away from that and we're letting way too many outside influences and interfere in our marriages where it's like, oh, well, my father-in-law said this, or my mother-in-law said this, or my brother-in-law said this. And so I think that's one thing that always like, right, like sits with me is that I'm just like, 
man, if people would just, you know, stay focused on each other and stay focused on God and what God has planned for your family, it's going to be all right. So that's one thought I have. You don't have to elaborate on it if you don't want to, but I know as a Christian, like you probably have some thoughts about that. The other thing that I have is that, um, oh gosh, why does my brain keep doing this? I keep forgetting. <laughs> okay, so okay, so while, while while you while you collect that, thank you. I, I know I will I will I will just try to and lose my fault right now. But no, I actually do want to address what you just what you said there. Okay, good. As far as like not allowing other influences to to get involved within your marriage, because oh, I remember I deep. remember <laughs> I re- no well, I, I remember you know at at, at your uh, your uh, your cookout there in Nebraska. Um, I can't remember where I saw it at, but there was um, somebody had made something and it had um, the Bible verse of uh, Matthew 19, uh, 5. And, you know, and, and usually a lot of like Christian based, you know, marriages, like, you know, the, you know, the, the, pre- the pastor or whatever that is officiating will read that verse. And that verse says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. Uh-huh. So they are no longer two, but they're one. Yeah. What, uh, therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. And so, like that, like to me, like it's like that right there is solidifying the fact that, like, this is how serious that this marriage thing is. Yeah, you, you know, you know, it's no longer two people, right? You know what I'm saying? Two has became one. Yes, sir. Now, what? Now, now, think about it. What does it like when? In, 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 how do you divide one? How can 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 you divide one back into two again? Nope. No, you can't. You can't. You know, it, it's like you can't uh, other other than like split it up into a decimal. You know what I'm saying? And if it's a decimal, it's not a whole number. So therefore, like if you, the idea thinking that you can join yourself to somebody else mm-hmm. and then split apart again and think that you're still going to be a whole person, mm. that's foolish. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That That's foolish. Um, I had uh, I had a guy tell me, it's like, it's almost like when you take a yellow piece of clay and a blue piece of clay. That's you know that's like you know a husband and a wife, yeah. a man and a woman, and you mm-hmm. and you join them together and you mush them together. Now, how do you separate mushed up blue Ooh. and uh, blue and yellow clay and separate it? You can't. Okay, exactly. You can do you, you can do the best you can, but you're gonna have remnants there. That's that it, it, you. It's not gonna be the same. Right. So like so like when that so when that verse is saying like don't let um you know uh. uh let no man separate, like, don't let anything separate that. Like, that's how serious that guy looks at, at marriage. And I think that, like you said, Emily, like, I think we've got completely away from the construct of how God had looks at, at marriage. Marriage is more of like a, it's just a status, you know, it's like, you know, Hey, you know, I, I'm a member of the YMCA and I'm also married, you know, it's just a status of like something that you just do. You know, okay, well, I'm not really liking this membership at the wives. So I'm going to go over to LA Fitness. I'm not really liking this marriage anymore, so I'm going to go and find something else. You know, and that, that's kind of how we look at our marriages now. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Well, and I think we glamorize it. So, I think from like a woman's perspective, I mean, you know, you grow up and you're like, oh, I'm going to be a princess someday and it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And I think, because I know I went through that where I like went through my 20s and I was going to school and doing all that, but I was watching all my friends get married and I was like, oh, crap. I'm kind of behind the time here. And I finally had to come to a part where I was like, you know what? When the time is right, God will put the right person in my life. And it will it is what it is. And I'm going to have to wait it out. And if that never happens, it never happens. And But I think we glamorize it so much that like 
women like push to get married because they want to have that amazing wedding and they want to have the big dress and spend all the money. And I, I think about like when we were planning our wedding and people kept telling me, you're like the easiest bride we've ever worked with. And I'm like, it's because I don't care about this stuff. As long as Frank shows up on that boat, I'm golden. So it just, I think we just glamorize it so much into this, like, it's going to be this beautiful thing. And it is, it's a beautiful day. It's an amazing day, but it's not for show. It's a very, very serious commitment that you're making to somebody. Absolutely. And when you look at, like, when you look at, like, you know, media, you know, you got the bachelor, the bachelorette, uh-huh. you know, back in the day, you had the flavor of love. Oh, and like, you know man. what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you got, like, the, the first 90 days. Like, you got these, like, shows now that has, like, now made marriage as a, it, it's a game show now. Yes, you know is. what I'm saying? Like, people are just getting married off of just some dumb stuff. Like, yep. you know, oh, you, you cute. I had fun with you this one day. Let's do it. And yep. it's like, okay, hold on. You're going to need a little bit more than just that in order, in order to be able to withstand the storms that's going to happen within a relationship. Well, you know? I, but then, like, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Because on those shows, they're not showing you all the gross stuff. Like, you know, laundry is going to be around the laundry basket instead of inside of it (laughs) and all the things that you deal with every single day. Like, it's just, uh, oh, this is fun. So let's just do this. Like in the problems that you have in the, I mean, you know, you were married. Like, it's just, it's, it's work. Right. And it's, it's definitely work. And I think that, you know, unfortunately, when you have the idea like, you know, there, you know, again, like I said, there, there's the lie, there's lies out there about marriage. You know, surely God doesn't want me to be unhappy, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, you know, going back to feelings again, um, you know, let's address why are you unhappy? Because I think that if we like, you know, if you take somebody who's in a marriage and they're unhappy in their marriage, if we sat down and found out why is it that they're un- unhappy, what is really truly going on that's bringing you unhappiness? I'm pretty sure it could probably be worked out. It could probably be figured out, you know, um, but it's going, to, it's going to be, it's going to take some work. It's going to take some time. And it's I, going to take, it's going to take, you know, some communication. It's going to take some humility. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you're going to have to be able to sit back and realize that, you know what, you're not perfect either. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? There are certain things, there are certain things that you can do better as well. Oh yeah. You know, like, you know, you, you know, and, and it's like, I think that like, you know, it's, it's very frustrating. And I, and I know like even now for being single, like, you know, I'm not in a rush at all by any means to remarry. Um, you know, saying so it's like you know, been there, done that. You know, but you know, I know I've you know I've, I've you know I've been on dates and stuff like that, and it's crazy. It's crazy on like the mindset of a lot of women out here that how they look at marriage, and I think they're kind of like where you where you said you were, Amelia, that they look at like you know, oh, like my friends are getting married, and I want this, and I. And it's like, wait a minute, there's more to it. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's more to it than just like, let's get married and live happily ever after. And, you know, exactly. have, you know, you know, unicorns and rainbows. Like, no, it ain't that, you know, and I, I don't know. But, you know, and it's and it's kind of concerning to me, too, because I don't see it getting any better. No. You know, um, unfortunately, because, you know, my, you know, my parents have been together. My parents have been married for, what, 42 years, be 43 years um, in September. Oh, wow. Congratulations. And, you know, right. And, and it's like, I know I'm an anomaly. You know, uh, my yes. ex-wife, her parent, you know, my ex-wife, her, you know, her parents were, you know, married for a very long time. Um, you know, like, and, and it's just like, you know, so both, so my kids, both sides of their, of their parents and their, and their grandparents were together for extended amounts, amounts of time. So therefore, like, they had the model 
of what marriage is, you know? And, and so, like, that was something that I, I, you know, held claim to. I was like, I, mean, I, I was proud of. I was like, you know what? Like, this is, you know, kind of like what I was talking about last week, Frank, in terms of, you know, like a father, like, you know, being that representative for a boy to know, like, this is how a man should be. This is how, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, and showing a woman, you know, for a girl, yes. like, this is how a man should treat a woman. You know what I'm saying? Yes. The same hold, the same holds true, like, when it comes to when you are showing your children, um, you know, how how a marriage should look, how, how, how a husband, how a husband should treat his wife, yes. how a wife should treat her, you know, her husband and stuff like that. And it was like, you know what, my kids are getting the front row seat of seeing how that should work. But then when the divorce comes, now I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Like, you know, and, and that, and that was one of the part that crushed me because I was like, now my kids, you know, the statistics say that kids who come from a divorced home have like a 20% higher chance of being divorced themselves. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, like we're going backwards now, oh, wow. you know, like we're going backwards now. And now I have to, you know, try to compensate for, for what they're seeing. You know, it's like, you know, well, now they got mommy's house and daddy's house. You know, now they have to, you know, they're, they're with daddy for Thanksgiving, but they're, you know, not with daddy for, for, a, uh, for uh, Christmas, you know, and, and it's like, it, it, you know, it, and that type of stuff with right. stuff that I didn't have to go. I didn't have to go through that. Right. You know, their mom, their mom didn't have to go through that. And it's like, you know, so when I say like I unfortunately I don't see it getting better, is because now we have a society of kids who are growing up in this, mm-hmm. and their and, and their perspective of marriage is going to be just as bad, if not worse, than what ours is. Yes. Well, and I think because my parents got divorced when me and my brothers were really really young, and I think um, one thing that I was always thankful for, even though I grew up in the yeah, you spend Thanksgiving with mom, you do Christmas with dad, going back and forth and doing all of that, and as a kid, I mean, kids are resilient and they, it eventually becomes their norm. Um, but I also, I was blessed to have a stepmom that came in and, um, I mean, she stood up, she stepped up. Like, I don't, I mean, marrying, you know, a man that has three kids and like taking that on and doing all that. But the one thing that was really cool about my parents was that they always made it about the kids. And so even though, you know, we did not have a traditional family. I mean, people even make comments about, I can't believe your family is actually divorced because you all just get along and you all do what you got to do. And it's like, well, at the end of the day, we're still family. It may not look the same as everybody else's, but we're still a family and we have to figure it out. And I mean, my dad and stepmom had two more kids and I mean, they come to my mom's house and they just walk in and they're just, you know, one of another one of the kids. And it's just, it's really nice because out of a really crappy situation, there was still light at the end of the tunnel. And I think I appreciate that too, because even though it wasn't my parents that were married, I got to watch my dad and stepmom's marriage growing up and what that meant. And I know that there's times that I was growing up where I was just like, man, you know, my stepmom's being crazy or my dad's being crazy. And they stood by each other's side. And I was like, that's what that's about. You know, like I got to see it. It may not have been my parents, but I still got to see it. And I think that's kind of what you're saying with your parents is that your kids get to still see it through the, your their grandparents and that's awesome, right? And, and that and that's the thing that you know that I, that I hope you know that they you know do recognize you know so when they do become of age or when they're you know thinking about you know getting married and and all that is that you know they wouldn't allow what happened with their parents as being the reason of why they want to go down that path, but they could look at you know, Nana and Paul Paul, you know, they can look at, you know, other relationships that they've seen, right. um, you know, 
to keep them on track. But then even more so, because um, I because I'm raising my kids as you know to be you know biblical Christians as well. But like understanding, you know, biblically the the purposes of marriage, mm-hmm. um, you know, and understanding that you know we're we're showing you know one of the reasons outside of procreation is is showing us like you know Christ's love for for his his followers and. You know, and and the and if we understand, like you know, I think in Ephesians five, where it says, you know, husbands love your wife as you know Christ loves the church. If we don't understand what that love of Christ for His church is, then we completely miss the point. You know, like His love for us mm-hmm. is he, he loves us in spite of. So regard, so regardless of what who we were or what we were or how terrible we were, He still loves us. Yes. Yes. We, on the other hand, as human beings, we tend to not love like that. We tend to want to love people because of what they can do for us. Exactly. You know, so, so it's like, you know, like, you know, my man bought me this nice ring. Ooh, I love him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or, ooh, you know, my, my girl make me feel good. Ooh, I love her. You know, but let that man or let that girl do something wrong. Then, you know, then it's like, hold on. He don't love me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, hold on. Like, your love should be unconditional. Yeah. And And so, like... You know, and that's that's where I'm at like, with my kids is understanding that, you know, and that, and that unconditional love is, is transferable. It doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be just in a marriage, but it can be like with themselves, with, with siblings, you know, with classmates, with people who are not like them. Like, you know, it, that that's transferable to other types of relationships is like love of in regardless of, you know, and I think that that's the kind of love that we're missing in our society to, to begin with. Like, you know, you know, we got so much anger and hatred and, and, and stuff going on right now because, you know, it's it's all driven off of emotion. So, yeah. I, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. On? You're on. Go ahead. Oh, I think one thing, too, um, and if we're not ready to move on, that's fine. But I think one thing that makes marriage hard is then you add kids to the mix. And I think... You see a lot of people where they'll have like one or two kids and then they're like, whoa, this is like way (laughs) too much for me because it's chaos. Like we only have, you know, Bella living in our home, but like it's crazy, you know, and you kind of I can see how parents can separate and kind of just get involved in what they got to do to get through every day and forget about each other. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and that's and that like what you said there. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I remember, you know, my, my ex-wife's mom when, you know, after we had, you know, had first got married, um, you know, cause our son came, you know, right after, you know, he, he came, you know, nine, 10 months after, um, after, uh, we got married and, you know, and she came, you know, and was stayed with us. And she said, like, make sure y'all make time for yourselves, you know, and I, and I remember that, like that, you know, that stuck with me, like, you know don't get so caught up in the in your child that you forget about each other. Exactly. You know, so, I absolutely, so absolutely like, you know, that, that would be like something I would pass on to any newlywed um, that, that has children. It's like, don't, you know, don't allow the child to be the reason why you can't spend time with your spouse, because that's, that's just as important, if not more important. Um, so, yeah. And I, sorry, I just, I think as parents, like it's so Again, it's just so important that your marriage comes first. Like, I know, like, as a mom, it's hard, you know, because you're just like, my baby, my baby, my baby, and you're always taking care of them and making sure that um, their needs are met because they depend on you. Like, you're in charge of keeping this little person alive. I get it. 
But in reality, like as time goes on, if you're not strong as a married unit, you can't be strong for your kids. Like you're, they, they need their parents to be strong together in order to raise them. Right. Right. Oh yeah. 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 I definitely believe it. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brian. Oh no, I I was just agreeing. I was just agreeing. Yeah. And I always say this, like, not only um you gotta be you gotta strong show us strong for it, but at the same time, you got you can't let people, friends or outside individuals come in and trying to wreck something that you might have with your significant other, you know. And I know there's a lot in today's society. You have family and friends. You know how I know, um you know how you got like the single friends and your wife don't trust you or your spouse don't trust you of hanging out with that individual. There's a reason why, you know, and they feel like they can maybe poison their mind or some other thing. But I think as a marriage couple, a married couple, you got to stay strong to who you are, what you guys believe in and what your vision is. You can't let family or outside individuals come in, deter it, you know, and just try to like poison your mind and tell you, well, this should be this. And I, me, for example, I don't like advice. I can't stand advice from others unless I ask for it. And there's a difference. If somebody trying to tell me how I should do my marriage or how things are when I know their damn marriage didn't go through or it fell, I kind of don't want to, like, their words really ain't valid to me. But if I come to you and ask you, that means I'm asking for a reason. And I know it's like family and friends are always trying to butt into a lot of marriages, their friends or their family, when they should have stayed back, you know. And I know that's big with in-laws that's happening. I mean, I've heard so many stories from 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 guys that's telling me my in-laws said this. They said that, you know, they came in and basically ruined my marriage for me, ruined my relationship. How can we as married couples avoid that type of negative from family members or friends? I, I think I think, again, like going back to that verse, um, that uh, Matthew 19 verse. You know, not letting your man separate because, you know, mama, daddy, cousin, sister, brother, whoever that is wanting to come in. Yeah, they're giving you you, you have to you, you, have, you, you first have to understand the truth of what marriage, you know, the truth about marriage, because if you have someone coming in, giving you lies, you have to be able to know what the truth is to be able to understand that what they're giving you is a lie. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It might, it may come and sound so good to you. They may come and push you up on this pedestal. It's like, you know, you know, girl, like, you know, or dude, you know, man, you can't, you can't let her talk to you like yes. that. You can't, you can't like have that, man. No, no, no woman, you know, should be acting like that. You know what I'm saying? And like that, what that does is, is that just stokes up the fire in you mm-hmm. of saying, you know what, I, I can do better. I can do better. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so like, what ends up happening is, is that, you know, if we don't truly understand that not only do we have to fight against our, just our natural, you know, toxic, broken nature, mm-hmm. but we also have, you know, we also have like, we have to fight against these lies and these deceptions and and those deceptions can come through anybody. It can come through, you know, our parents, it can come through our friends. It can come through, Media. you know, close, you yeah. know, it, it, it can come, it can come any way. And so like the way you, the way you know, the way you recognize a lie is by knowing the truth, mm-hmm. you know? So like, so if I know, if I know that like my, you know, my wife is, is tripping and she's going through some stuff and, I, and I'm like, you know, why is she acting like this or whatever? <laughs> I need to be able to, I need to be able to like, you know, hold on. That is, it doesn't seem like her. Right. I need to have the patience and the compassion to be able to, to withstand and 
deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Let's get some help. Let's figure this thing out. Yes. You know? And so, like, but if, I, if I'm running to my boys and my boys come in and tell me, like, you know, man, look, man, let, let's let's just go out to the, let's go out to the bar, man. Oh, yeah. Have some drinks. You know, let's go talk to some people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, now you know, because you know, the Bible also says, too, is that, you know, Bad company corrupts uh, uh, good morals, mm-hmm. you know. So, so if I'm putting myself in a in a situation, I'm, I'm already emotionally drained with what's going on in my marriage, and then I'm sitting here, you know, walking and putting myself in a situation to where now I'm, you know, making myself accessible to to some nonsense. Yep. Then guess what? I'm a, I'm a trip. Okay. I'm a fog. You know, like oh, you know yeah. the, the 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 strongest man, you know, in the Bible. Dealt to, to sexual immorality. The the wisest man saw the sexual immorality. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like, you know, who do we think we are? Like, we think we got the ability, like, no, I'll, I'll be good. I'm, I'm, no, we can't put ourselves in these situations. Exactly. So, you know, so yeah, no, I, I definitely, you know, when it comes to advice, um, you know, get, get that advice from, from trusted people. Gotcha. Well, and I think you hit a really good point where it's like, you know, you know, there's just days where you're just done, you know, and like, if you have like something that's bothering you. So if there's something Frank's doing that's bothering me and it's been eating at me and eating at me and eating at me. And then, you know, we have like someone come over and they're like, man, why does he do that? And they're like, he shouldn't be doing that. And then you're like, yeah, he really shouldn't be doing it. And then it just fires you up and it just blows up. And then really that's the devil's work. Like that's, that's somebody like coming in and trying to mess with your marriage where it's like, You just, and I think that happens so much. And I think so many people think you should decide how you should live your life. And it's like, you didn't marry him. You don't have to deal with all this. Like, this is a choice that I made. So stay out of it. And see, that's why I tell Amelia, you know, behind closed doors, we talking, you know, we have our problems sometimes. We argue, but honestly, we don't argue that much. We kind of like figure it out. But I always tell her, though. No, because you realize I'm always right. (laughs) Honestly, yeah. The women is, yeah. Straight up. It really is true. But um, I always tell her, though, you know, there's only a few handful of people, if that, maybe one or two that I can actually lean on when it comes to marriages. And I always say, you know, I always go to Brian. Brian is one of my ones I do talk to when it comes to marriages. You know what I'm saying? So, so I do appreciate you as a father, as an individual, and also as a husband, because I still think you are a husband in my eyes, you know what I'm saying? So no matter what the court of law say, I always respect you for that, you know what I mean? I don't even, I mean, you're the only one I honestly listen to, even from family, friends, whoever, you're the one I listen to when it comes to marriage, but you always gave me like, you shot it straight with me, you know, and you don't come with no anger, you just, you keep it real, you keep it how it is, and I respect that. Um, I wish a lot more people out there would have a close individual they can lean on and i really think you should lean more on maybe a close confident friend more than a family because a family tend to take sides or basically put their feelings into it of what they dealt with more than looking at the overall big picture so yeah i appreciate you being that with me though so i just want to throw that plug in there for you man no 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 problem man no problem and 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 i think too man is that you know and i said this again about you know last week that you know as painful um as my divorce was um there's still like it, it grew I, I grew out of it i grew from it oh yeah you know what I'm saying? because i because i strongly do believe uh, that if i had not gone through that i would not have the knowledge and experience uh, that i have now to be able to help to, to be able to give other you know other you know people advice uh, you know, marital advice or relationship advice or parenting advice and, and things of that nature, you know? So it's like, you know, one of those things, you know, you know, what was intended for bad came out, you know, God used it for, for good. Oh, yeah. And, 
And so, like, yeah, but, you know, but to also going back to what you said, too, as far as, like, you know, fa- like letting family get involved. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I agree. I mean, I agree because it's like, you know, <laughs> you know, like, like when you have, especially if you if you're not close with your, you know, your spouse's family, um, all they all they're going to hear is from what your spouse is saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and their and their and their perspective is only going to be that one sided. Yep. You know, like you know, you know, oh, he did this to my daughter, or he, he or she did that to my son, yeah. or you know. And I I personally try um, not to involve you know my family, my you know, into the business of what was going on in my divorce. Uh-huh. You know, because it's like you know, because I, I know that you know it potentially could be um bias you know and so like you know i went to i went to people like you know who knew both of us and you know had you know didn't have a dog you know didn't have a dog in the race and right. it was just kind of like you know hey look this is what it is what you should do right you definitely need to pray about it. you definitely need to you know stay in line with what you know what uh God would expect you to do, you know, as a, as a husband, like, for example, um, one of those things back going back to the lie, um, you know, because, you know, because, you know, we, you know, we were separated for X amount of time or whatever. And I had a choice. I could either a go ahead and be like, you know, Hey, well, she wants a divorce. So I'm going to go out here and get it in and, you know what I'm saying? Do my thing. Right. Or I can continue to keep pursuing her. Right. Right. You know, I, like that's still my wife, you know? Right. So, of course, of course. and, and I got the advice, I got the advice, you know, from someone who's like, look, that's still your wife, regardless of what she's doing, regardless of what you want to do, regardless, that's still your wife. So you need to act as such. Your vows that when you at church, you know, during your wedding was for better or for worse. Well, guess what? Right now you are at the worst and you are still supposed to treat her as your, you know, and that that was advice that I don't think that I would have gotten from, you know, some of my you know, some of my friends and some of my family members, you know, right. cause they might, you know, man, we'll forget her, you know, just exactly. do your thing, man. you know what I'm saying? It's exactly. like, and because, and because of that, you know, and because of that, you know, I can, I can hold my head high. So, you know what? I still value, I still held on to my, my, my value or my, uh, my vows that I gave, you know, that I gave the guy on my wedding day. So my question and is so, that, so when do you give up though? I mean, do you keep, if you know one party want to, just call it up, quit. I'm done. When when do you give up? Do you keep fighting? And how long do you keep fighting? Is there really a timeline on how long you keep fighting, or do you just know? Just to you know, I could so see. going so so going so going back to like I said that verse in Ephesians five. Mm-hmm. You know, husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church. Yeah. When 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 has when has God given up on us? Oh, never, never, never. You see what I'm saying? That's the expectation. There's expectations that we still we still go after. There's a, uh, um, uh, uh, I think it's a Hosanna uh, in the Old Testament, and there's a prophet who, you know, he had, you know, God had told him to go marry a prostitute, oh, and wow. you know, and like you know, he married this prostitute, and you know, and then she like left out on him, and you know. Went out there and started prostituting again. You know, he he went out there, brought her back in, and then she went out again. And and this was all like foreshadowing of what Christ's love, you know, is you know towards us. And so like that's how I you know that's how I feel. That's how I believe when it comes like there is no giving up. Now if 
you know, if she files or if he files and, you know, gets a divorce, then by law, you're no longer married. Um, you know, and you just, you know, and then at that point you just got to move on. But, but as long as that paperwork, as the government still identifies you as married, then, you know, you, you know, I believe that you should still continue to pursue. Now, you know, if you need that separation, time to, you know, get your thoughts together and your, your feelings and emotions together and, and get counseling, you know, some good counseling, um, do that, right. you know. But I, I don't think that it would be wise just to give up because I think once you give up, it makes it that much easier to give up again. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, you know, with, with football. You know, if, if, if you know, we run a wind sprint and we let that one kid just stop, you know, stop <laughs> running sprints, you know, on, on Monday practice, yep. and we run a sprint on Tuesday, guess what? Guess who's going to try to give up again? Yep. That same kid, kid, you know what I'm exactly. saying? You, know, you, you got to push through it. You got to push through. Well, and I think one thing, my thought finally came to back to me like four four hours too late. Hey, here we are. Welcome to my life. Um, but I think one thing, you know, you're hilarious. I think one thing um, that women are really great at, and I know that I, I've done this and I'm not saying that I'm not guilty of it, but, you know, when you talked about, you know, like people always think, well, it's the man's fault, it's the man's fault. Well, women play victim very well. Like... I mean, and I think it's always just like people want to coddle her and make sure she's okay. But in reality, like women have to be able to stand up and be like, this is partly my fault too. And take responsibility for it. And whether it is your fault or not your fault, but I think, you know, we cry easier. We do all of those things. And I think we just kind of know a little bit of how to manipulate people into thinking what we want them to think. And it's just, it's something that women do. And I think, it's not fair. And I think we need to take ownership of like what we've got going on too, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I, I, I definitely can, can agree with you on that because, you know, yeah, I, I, I have found myself in situations where I feel like, dang, like, <laughs> because I'm the guy, because, you know, I'm the man, like I, yeah, I'm not as emotional. You know what I'm saying? I'm, you know, I'm not as, you know, connected to the ability to like feel like, or I, I can't portray a victim. You know, it's kind of like, you know, if, if if I made a phone call, you know, if, if I if I'm married to whoever, and I made a phone call, or actually let's say like my wife, you know, made a phone call to the police for domestic violence, you know, that's that situation with the police is gonna be handled a whole lot differently. Oh, yeah. If I made if I made the phone call, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's like you know, <laughs> even 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 if even if there wasn't a size difference, it would still be handled differently, you know. And that's and that's why society our society is. And so, yeah, I mean, I, and I think that there are people who you know, women who do know that they have that advantage, they have that ability to be like, you know what, I can say X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. and the chances are people are going to believe that. And, you know, and so like, you know, it's tough. It's frustrating. Um, You know, but again, like you can't be surprised with, you know, the world we're living in now. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, I'm a firm believer that like, I know, I know we live in a world right now where women can do anything men can do. And I just, I, I, I don't believe that. Like, I think women were made to do things that men aren't able to do. And men are made to do things that women aren't able to do. 
And that's why we compliment each other. Uh-oh. 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 Yeah, that's, you know what? If somebody wants to have a conversation Uh-oh. with me on the podcast. I, I see that a conversation maybe. <laughs> I will have that conversation with you because I, I firmly believe that there are things that I'm really great at that there's no way in the world Frank could ever do it. And there's things that he's great at that there's no way in the world I could ever do it. And so I think we need to remember that. And I think, you know, women are just so like, so good at like, well, he didn't do this or he didn't do that. Well, what I have learned in my relationship with Frank is sometimes those things just aren't their jam. That's not their strength. And we need to recognize what our strengths are and what we bring to a marriage. And again, I don't say these things because we have a perfect marriage. Our marriage is far from perfect, but we try every day. And I think it's just recognizing each other's strengths and knowing what you bring and not dwelling on the things that they're not able to bring, because maybe those things that they're not able to bring are things that you have that you are supposed to work towards to bring to the table. Right. And, and I, and I 100, no, I thousand percent agree with you that there are things that women are, they, they are created to be able to do that men can't and vice versa. So, so no, I, so when I say, Ooh, like I was saying that, you know, in response to the fact that, like, in our world, like, you know, a very feministic world, like, no, like, you know, whatever a man can do, I can do, you know, and I don't agree with that. But so I was agreeing with you um, on that. But even, um, what's that? Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I knew you were. Because I think, oh, okay. I mean, I grew up in a family where we worked manual labor really, really, I mean, we worked hard as kids. And there's still things that I know that there's no, there's just no way that I could do that my brothers could do, you know, like, Besides strength wise and whatever, there's just we are if we were meant to have the she same. Used to cut, she used to cut pig balls off. <laughs> so uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's why Frank always agrees that I'm right. He knows the um, skill set I have with a knife. So. Um, <laughs> but I think it's just you have to recognize those things. You have to be able to recognize the strengths that your significant other brings, and that, and you have to be. And I think we live in a world right now where. We don't want to admit what we're not good at. And so we try to make up for that or we get defensive about it. When in reality, it's okay not to be good at everything. Let your significant other be good at that. Right, right. And and that goes, again, back to what we were talking about last week about fatherhood, is that if we as parents don't value what the other parent has to offer, then you know we're we're making we're making our our job our overall job in raising children a whole lot more difficult. Absolutely. Same thing when it comes to, when it comes to a marriage, like if if I as a husband don't value the benefit of my wife, or my wife doesn't you know value the benefit of of her husband, then it's like you're, you're missing the point. You're making the whole process a whole lot more difficult. Um, but like you know, and I, and I wanted and I wanted to say you know you know like with. With you guys, you said you know y'all don't have a perfect you know marriage and you know and nobody does. Um, but like when when you go through like hard times, like that's like a that's a good thing. Like like that's a good thing. I re- I remember like vividly one day, um, you know, before my divorce, where I was like you know my my ex and I we were like you know sitting on the couch watching TV, and I remember I had said to her I was like you know. You know, we're so blessed. Like, we're so blessed. Like, you know, we both, you know, we both done this and we've accomplished this and we did this and this and this and whatever, whatever. Like, coming from like our, our humbled beginnings, yes. you know, living mm-hmm. in like, a, you know, a one bedroom apartment in, in Lexington and, you know, it's like to where we were, like, it was like, you know, oh my gosh, like we've grown so much. Like, we're so blessed. And, and oh, yeah. it was like, you know, we, 
we've never went through any hard times. It felt like we never went through any hard times. And then, like, I was like, you know, in my mind, I was like, I'm wondering, like, when that time is going to come. It wasn't a matter of if it was going to come. It was a matter of when it's going to come. And then my question to myself was, like, how are we going to respond to it? You know, so, like, anytime, like, we go through hard times, we often equate it to being a bad thing. And, you know, within your marriage, a bad thing can actually be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Because all it's doing is toughly strengthening up your marriage. You know, because so like so like 20 years from now, you can always look back and be like, yo, you remember that time like when we were like, like, I couldn't stand you and you were sleeping on the couch and I, I didn't even talk to you for a <laughs> week. And, you know, you can sit back and let, look at that and laugh at it. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all work together to get through that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think like that's, you know, that's another way of like, you know, having a, having a, a perspective of, of marriage that, you know what, you're not always going to be happy. You're going to go through hard times, but even though those hard times can be a blessing in itself. And I would agree 100% because I look back at like when Frank and I first started living together before we got married and then like kind of where we are now. And I think about like how we handled situations at first. And I mean, there were points where I was like, you know what, I got to walk away from you. And when I am calm, we can have a conversation because I can't do this with you right now. And now I look, you know, you fast forward to being married for almost four years. And I look now when things happen and it's like Frank's really good at just being like, it's going to be all right. But like we've gotten to the point where we've learned, we went through all that icky stuff to learn how to communicate with each other, to have those conversations in order to grow. And so I think that's the conversation part too. Like it's so important to have conversations when you're calm because I think just yelling and fighting and like being in the emotion of it at that moment isn't going to do you any good. But I would agree with you 100%. If If I look back now, I think about like where we started and where we are now and how much better we are at being able to communicate and handle situations and i mean even our move to arizona like that we looked at each other and he was like it's going to be okay and i was like okay well when frank says it's going to be okay it's going to be okay so here we she, go she didn't be- speak about that she didn't believe me after i got furloughed <laughs> when i got furloughed april the 3rd at 3 30 p.m i will always remember that because i just got off i just got off work 10 hours before that I got that call get furlough. I, I knew a furlough was coming just do how the economy was, and I knew okay, I'm gonna be off for like three, four months, no problem. I'll go back to work, which it will be like that. But um I remember when that happened. You know, here we are with the what at the time Bella was nine Eight months, months old. nine months old, and you know, so most people freak out. I think I think I wanna thank my um sports background and that competitive edge, like, you know, I don't stress about little things like that. And I, I I I've been worse, you know. And um I seen words. I'm like, you know, everything will be all right. So what? Five days after that, hey babe, we're packing our yeah, stuff. We're packing up. We're going to Arizona. <laughs> she thought I was joking. I'm like, no, I'm serious. In a heart attack. Um, I already got, I already got the down payment, got the um deposit. Everything's good. We're all ready to go. What? Yeah, we're gone. Yeah. And you know, and it's because she believed in me. You know, and that's why I love because she's my partner and my teammate. And that's why I think you need a good teammate, a good partner in life, somebody that trusts you and believes in you. You know, and um. That's why I love about Amelia, you know, and that's why I just love my marriage, you know. And I'm glad if you told me 10 years ago, hey, you're going to meet Amelia, you're going to get married, I wasn't ready for it, you know. And I really think with marriage, and tell me if I'm wrong, I think as you get older, you get wiser. I'm blessed I got married at an older age instead Mm -hmm. of a younger age because I see a lot of people get married at 18, 19 years old or whatever is legal. Some work and some doesn't, you know. I've got to experience being single and knowing who I was as a person, what I want. And as time went, when I turned 35, I think I was 35, 36 when I got married, 
I was much more wiser, you know, and I knew what I wanted in life. So I really think age has a factor on determining if um, the thin line between love and hate, marriage and divorce. Do you believe that or not? I mean, I think like in some cases, uh, because you still got <laughs> you still got selfish people that are 50 years old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You still you, you still you still got people that are, you know, you know, in their 50s and 60s getting married and getting divorced, you know, just to, and actually they, uh, I think the statistics, the, the statistics say that um, once you've been divorced once, like you're more likely to get divorced, you know, again, really? you know, wow. and so, so, so like, you know, so I think, you know, so I think that like, you know, the age thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think like some people, yeah, they get, they get married when they get married young, um, you know, that, that causes a problem. But I think that's not necessarily due to age, but just more getting married for the wrong reason. Hmm. Um, you know, I think, I think that if a person, if a person is like, you know what, again, back to my, my earlier point, like, you know, a choice, if this poor person is committed to saying, I am going to love this person regardless, you know what I'm saying? They can do the worst thing to me and I'm still going to fight for my marriage with this person. Then I think they own the something. You know what I'm saying? I think that there are some people because I, I would like to think that when I was younger, I was I was pretty mature for my age. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that doesn't mean that I was ready to get married. Right. You know, but you know, but I think that you know, but just because if I if I'm like you know you know 40 now and I go and get married, that doesn't necessarily mean that I have a better sight on relationships because you know I could still be ignorant and selfish and marry somebody for the wrong reasons again, or you know, marry somebody for the wrong reasons. So, you know, so, I mean, I, I think, yeah, in some cases, absolutely. Like, you know, there are people who just need to, you know, stay single, you know, get yourself figured out <laughs> and then and then go for it. But then I think there's there are some people, too, who are young and they just know what they want and they're going to be committed to it. And they you know, have no problem in, in doing that. Well, and I also think about like when we talked about like our parents and grandparents, um, their divorce rate was a lot lower. It's interesting because, I mean, really, people got married a lot younger you know, people were getting out of high school and getting married at 18, 19 years old. And it's kind of interesting if you think about like, maybe that you, I mean, not to say that people are dumb, but you're just young and dumb and you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. And so maybe you're just getting married and then you're like growing together because, you know, if you talk about it, like our grandparents or people are grandparents age, you're like, yeah, we've been married for 70 years. And you're like, holy cow. Well, what about, could, so could, it's like, could also the workforce kind of make, help that too yeah, I, well i I'm mean yeah things, yeah, yeah. mom stayed at home dad working absolutely now when women yeah, i'm not trying to hit on the women now no but when <laughs> women rights they was wanting to be equal and work in yeah. the workforce okay now you take away the mom from the home now you got both mom and dad working so they're spending less time apart i mean they're spending more time apart i'm more sorry they spend more time apart so and now you got, day, now you got daycares right exactly yep so that means when you're at home you basically you get you're kind of losing touch with each other. Yeah. Like, and so when the kids grow up and move out the house and then we retire, who the hell are you? When did I marry yeah. you? Do I know you? Yeah. You know, yeah. that attitude. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's, and that's just a, a byproduct of, you know, that's just a byproduct of, you know, the, the choices that our society is making is that, you know, yeah, like, you know, so traditionally that's, that's how it was, you know, you know man would go, and provide, and the you know, the the wife would go and you know take care of the home, and so you know our society now has changed to where they, you know now both mom and dad work, you know, and which is which is fine, 
but there are some consequences to that though you know and you know you and you you will yeah you will find like you know there's you know well hold on now like you know it's, it's almost like you know like the, like when y'all you know frank when you just gave me the situation where you know, you made a decision. Y'all going to move out to Arizona? Yes. Because I could, I could see, I could see some women, you know, be like, "Hold on, no, what you're not going to do is tell me we're going to leave. I'm making good money where we are right yep. now. Yeah, I'm yep. not leaving. You know, what I'm saying like, no, you just because you lost your job don't mean I got to leave too. You know, what I'm saying, oh, yeah. and and you have an issue right there. So like, thank God, that, you know that that um, if you have a wife that trusts you and you know and was wanted to follow your lead on that. Because that's, you know, that's not something that in 2020 that, you know, a lot of women, especially women who are college educated and have have their own career going on, are necessarily going to jump on board with. Well, and I think it has a lot to do with the fact of like what my degrees are in and what I do for a living, you know, and I would agree with you. Like, there's a lot of women that be like, you've lost your damn mind. (laughs) But I mean, for me, it's like, okay, well, I know I can pretty much get a job anywhere we go because, you know you know, youth need help everywhere, unfortunately. So, um, but I would agree with you that there's a lot more, more voice from the woman of like, no, we're not going to do this. This is a good subject. This is, I mean, a good topic right here. We could talk about this all day. And you know what though? I would like to have more women chime in on this Mm -hmm. on being Frank now at being Frank now on Facebook page or email being Frank now. 911 at gmail.com. Yeah, bro. I mean, this is a good subject, man. And I'm glad we're mixing it up. I'm glad we're talking, um, talking about it, hitting on all kind of key points and stuff. Um, it's been good. It's been good, bro. We're over an hour in, and it's not like we can keep going on and on. And maybe this up we can carry on to next week or, you know, whatever you have in mind that we can talk about. But um, I appreciate this, man. And um, Well, I think this flows nicely into what Stacey and I are going to talk about this week. Because, you know, once oh, now. parenting. Step parenting. Oh, man. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you feel about step parenting, Brian. But um, I don't think I could have. I don't. Bella's yeah. excited about the topic. I know. Yeah. She that's our control topic. herself. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, step parenting. Yeah. That ties yeah. in. I have a lot to say about that. But, um, yeah, brother. Um, is there anything you want to finish up saying? Hey man, like I, you know, like I said, man, like just, you know, I want the um, the audience to to understand that, you know, at least you know, tied into this conversation, like you know, marriage is a good thing. You know, it's you know, it's not like the old the old ball and chain, and you know, it's it's a it's a, it's a beautiful thing, man. Like, and if and if we truly understand what it's for, the purpose behind it and the benefits of it, like I think that we will start, you know, changing the perceptions of our marriages, which, you know, in turn will start changing the divorce rate and turning things around to where people mm-hmm. are going to want to fight for it. You know, so but again, like, you know, it's that's, you know, something that uh that I I do truly believe that is possible. And, you know, if anybody has any comments or questions for me, you know, you know, go ahead and hit you know hit me up on on the uh, the website the uh, being frank now website and Sunday I'll get to you as quick as quick as possible. There we go. You heard him, man. The man himself. If you got any questions? Feel free to hit up being frank now on the website underneath the tab Sunday with Stallings. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. We appreciate your listeners. Um, we got a jam packed week this week. Um, we have step parenting on Tuesday. And then we have, um, well, hell, we got Mr. Stallings, Peter, and um, Sophie DuPont come in on Thursday. 
and that's going to be an interesting episode right there. I mean, I'm looking forward to that one. All three of us online together at the same time talking about current events, topics, and life experiences. Um, I'm looking forward to that, brother. I really can't wait to hear that. Uh, make sure my daughter stays asleep next time. <laughs> I don't know. She knows it's time to go swimming. We've been going swimming every day. She's so like, um, I took my nap, so now we go swimming, Yeah, right? so that's my yeah. Yeah, I get my workout with her, and she's ready for it. So, yeah. yeah, yeah y'all out there in Arizona, get that baby in some water. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. She's a fish. Yeah, she love it. You try to get as much work as you can, though, with her little air fryer tan. So, <laughs> Hey, brother. Hey, man. Stones, I appreciate the conversation, man. Um, you always bring the heat. Everybody loves listening to you, man. I mean, your numbers are crazy. I need to keep better track of last week's numbers. For some reason, I can't find them. But um, I appreciate you, man. You know, I really do. Hope you have a good weekend with your family. Yeah, we definitely. I definitely appreciate your time. You have a really, really awesome insight to a lot of different things. And I'm excited to keep doing this with you. So, um, But we know your time is valuable. So we really appreciate you spending some of it with us. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm going to throw some controversy out there in a couple of weeks. I can't wait till you um, hear about that. So stay tuned on that one, though. I ain't going to drop it yet, but that's going to be good. Because I know she's sitting, back, she's sitting back waiting right now listening. She's already thinking. I know she's thinking. That's what I'm going to say. I know she's thinking. But yeah, right, yeah, brother. Hey, you have a good one, man. Enjoy cutting the grass. And ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. Brian Stallings. Sunday was stolen. Stolen, you take it easy, brother. All right, you too. Y'all, hey, both of y'all, take it easy, man. You All right, too. take it easy. And that was Mr. Stallings right there. And we appreciate you guys. And once again, Ben Frank now. You can find us on Instagram at Ben underscore Frank underscore now. And hit us up on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Make sure you hit that like button, subscribe, and listen to us. Sorry for the technical difficulties today and the little kid back here making all the noise, but... As parents, you know, we try and do what we can and stuff. So do a better job next week. Um, We love you all, like always, no matter your race, your religion, social, economical, political views, uh, your sexual orientation. We love you all. Anything you want to finish before you go body slam this little kid? No, just thanks for listening. And um, I'm really excited to hear people's feedback on this. I think it's a really good topic. And I think a... A lot of other married couples have a lot of good insight to give us. So I'm excited to hear what people have to say. Have a great week. You have a great week. Here we go.